0: Tampa Bay Lightning are like that X or your first crush you ever had. You get what you want, and then now they leave you wanting more. After a 6-3 win the other night, after they were down 3-1 early on, we will wait have to wait as they will wait over almost a week until they face the Edmonton Oilers. We'll talk all about that and more, but first, let's play that music. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. We'd like to thank all of you for making us your first listen. And if you're joining us for the first time, please go ahead. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. We are there. We are free. And we were talking lightning hockey. So on today's episode, we'll be discussing their last win or their last game, really, because it, it, it seems like and, and I just want to kind of preface this this whole discussion before we really get into the nitty gritty of it. But really, I understand that the, the, the Olympics were supposed to be this week and the, the NHL pulled pulled all their players back. And and obviously for covid reasons and all that, which was really a good idea if you. If, if, I think we could ask any hockey fan now. Really, would you have wanted to have pause the season and, and wait considering the the Olympics are halfway around the world and the time difference is absolutely insane? Now, I'm obviously just saying that for uh, people in North America. Obviously, we have fans all over the world, so maybe the time difference is a lot easier for you. But I think this was a good idea. But my issue with all of this is that we're playing the games that – have been postponed or moved back, obviously because of COVID reasons. At the same time, I I think the NHL should have moved up some games, and and I and I say that knowing that arenas uh, have have certain schedules that they do have to abide by, because let's face it. As much as we like to, to think so, these teams aren't the only focus and not their games are not the only events that are taking place at these arenas. But still, I, I think that we the, going a week after really the All-Star game uh, without playing a game, after you just get into the groove of things. And that's kind of been the story for this Tampa team all year. We start to see them really get into the groove of things. And then they have almost an extended period of time off away from the ice. And, and I think that's been their biggest issue this year. And, and really, I'm, I'm really happy as, as much as the hockey season is starting to wind down and we're going to get into the playoffs pretty soon, way before we even realize it. I, I still think that, you know, this last stretch is going to be very beneficial to the lightning as they will be playing a ton of games over the next couple of months uh and the frequency of schedule uh the frequency will will be 100 percent up so you know even though you really want them to play a lot of games at once you know sometimes it's not the best thing but for this lightning team i could say at least that they are in desperate need of getting into the back of the swing of things and so let's jump right into it so the other night tuesday night they played the new jersey devils up in new jersey a 6-3 win after they started the game down 3-1 and really This wasn't an out-of-the-ordinary game for Tampa as we've seen all year, and and I've spoken about it pretty extensively on this show, how really what it comes down to is that we have seen, really for the most part, Tampa really rise to the occasion against the better teams. You know, from the opening puck, for the most part, we've seen Tampa really go out there and, and throw haymakers pretty early on. But... Against the lesser teams, like the Ottawa Senators, like these New Jersey Devils, who I know I might be harping on this, but Devils were up. Pretty much same circumstances, actually, just reversed in this game. But in the previous game, Tampa was up about just, you know, 3-1 going into the latter part of the second second period, and the Devils made a comeback, started to play very well, and and ended up winning that game 5-3, where in this game, obviously, we know Tampa was down 3-1 and then started to play very well in the second period, and ended up scoring three unanswered goals in the third period to take a 6-3 win, and i don't have any issues with this game and i'm not going to sit here and complain uh and and maybe if you didn't listen to the previous episode i was actually in the building um if you didn't see it on our social media pages which you should be following we are at lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram we posted uh I, i guess one picture uh from the game but I didn't have a problem with this game, I, other than the slow start, which I have pretty much made peace with at this point in the season, that the Lightning are just one of those teams that are slow starters, and I'm just going to have to deal with it. Um, then again, it is one of those things where they can land themselves in, in situations where they not be able. Might not be able to to climb out of the hole that they have dug them for themselves, but for the most part, as as we should have expected, they dominate this game in pretty much all the the categories uh, that one could measure. Thirty two shots on goal, fifty two uh, percent from the face off circle, oh for one on the power play. I mean, it is what it is. They just draw. They just drew one power play, and, and I'm not going to go crazy about it. I thought for the most part that this game was pretty well. Reft. i i didn't there there was probably probably maybe a call here and there where the refs if they could have could have called it a, a penalty on the devils but chose not to uh whereas the devils were one for three in power play chances uh i'm not gonna go crazy about it just because it it, it yes it was one power play goal but at the same time it obviously didn't make or break this game it didn't decide the outcome so i'm not gonna go crazy about it uh the lightning dominated the physical game 20 hits as opposed to where the devils had 16 uh lightning and really what if if you're looking at the stat and you want to see one stat that really i think in my opinion decided this game other than obviously scoring more goals was that the lightning played very physical in, in this game uh, and, and now note physicality just doesn't go into putting hits on, uh, it goes on to, to, to blocking the puck, blocking shocks, clogging up the shooting lanes for the opposing team. And the lightning did a fantastic job of that 17 blocks. And I really think that's what really was the deciding factor in this game. Uh, if you go over some of the footage or even some of the sequences, uh, you could see that the devils were, at sometimes trying to force the issue and a team especially a young team such as the devils will do that when they're not being able to get a lot of those good looks uh, where the opposing team is doing a very good job up in front there was a couple of chances uh, that ultimately resulted in goals uh, for the devils where uh, they did a good job capitalizing on that having said that a reason for these rebounds and these second chances was uh Vasilevsky. and we've seen this all season long from him and i'm sure that he is going to clean it up once the playoffs roll around but really it's something where this year and i'm just going to have to chalk it up to maybe some sort of mental fatigue uh last two playoff seasons obviously have not been easy for this team especially andre vasileski who has really been a huge part of both playoff runs and cup wins But what it really comes down to is that he has not done a a good job, whether that's cleaning up the puck on shots, uh, allowing second chances. And and I've made a note of it multiple times on this show. The one thing that has really stuck out to me, which we saw uh, a number of times this year and, and I've been saying over the past two seasons will result in goals is his just he's not very talented when it comes to handling the puck Uh, a lot of goaltenders really aren't but he is more so on the underneath under mediocre side of things uh just we've seen too many chances and too many times this season and we saw a number of times in this game in which he has gone to clear the puck shot it along the boards and and really what it comes down to he's just waiting too long um really what goaltenders what you want to see out of them once they receive the puck behind the net and they want to shoot it off the the glass they got it it's got to be probably the span of five six seven seconds i i think the five seven five to seven range in terms of seconds i think that's a happy medium for for where you just want to see from the time that they get possession of the puck to the time that they fired off the the boards and he has not done that we've seen him really just and and maybe if you go back at the footage we could say that yes okay it's five seven seconds but his his just awareness overall uh there there's been Numerous times throughout this season, and just a couple of times in this Devils game that we saw, where Dazilewski just was waiting too long, and you see an opposing player just kind of sneak up behind him. And I don't know if he's aware of it. I I haven't really heard anything where Lightning media uh, that has spoken to him post game has really kind of addressed it. But really, what it comes down to is that. These, these are the kind of mistakes and the kind of things that we've seen uh, Basilewski make. And, and just this team as a whole where they have been giving up pucks uh, on the opposing side of the neutral zone or just in their own zone where they've just been giving the team extra chances to to go into the zone, set up and score. and And that's really what unfortunately was the key to this game and why the devils were able to stay in it and kind of get out to a lead early on so i'll talk more about that in just a little bit but first i want to talk about one of today's sponsors and that is bill bar now it's february we all know it and i i'll speak for myself i've pretty much given up on all my new year's resolutions uh but you know i i I, I promised myself I was going to go to the gym. That hasn't panned out, but I'm going to still try and eat healthy. And the best way I'm going to try and eat healthy is cutting down on maybe those, those extra meals or maybe those large portion meals. And the one thing that has really helped me out thus far, and that is Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because these things are so delicious that it, it doesn't seem like a chore when you're eating them. Now, have you tried the Puffs? Now, if you haven't, you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bar. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat and they're covered in 100% chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow. Banana cream pie, so good. They're going to be your new favorite. And the best part about these things is that they're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar could have anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go ahead to built.com. Built.com right now, because these things sell out relatively quickly. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're back for segment two now. Once again, I just want to thank all of you for your su- continued support of this pod all season long. I know it could be a little hard sometimes to stay into the groove of things just with, you know, hockey season this season. Let's face it. it- it's been a pain in the butt last even the last couple of years, just with the scheduling and all that stuff. And and you guys have been, and girls, have, have just showed an immense amount of enthusiasm towards the content we've put out. And we want to continue that run into the playoffs. So continue, continue the enthusiasm, continue the incitement. Uh, can't wait to see the Lightning possibly get another cup. I think they have it. I think they have it in them. And we've seen that continued fight from this team. Every game, even if they've played bad or, or a game that they haven't played up to expectations. I think even in this game, we saw some good things from this team where even if they're not doing some of the things correctly or consistently, uh, we have seen them battle back. And really, that's what this team you can't you can never fault this team of not battling, not going out there and, and putting in 100 percent or getting things in the high gear when they really need it. Uh, After that first period, which I have to admit against one of the lower teams in the NHL, that kind of effort, that kind of energy that we really didn't see from this team. um, It it was it was something that was you don't want to see out of a top tier team who really and you could if you were in this in the arena that night, which I was, you could hear from Devils fans just talking and, and saying, you know. I I can't believe we're in this game against one of the best teams in the league and I said the same thing to myself I can't believe the Devils are fighting this fight still fighting in in early on and you could kind of see the lightning were sort of getting a little bit frustrated as the game went on but you know it's that veteran presence it's it's those two cups that are underneath their belts that really you could see that experience Um, they were getting frustrated but they weren't you know, completely going out there and, and playing out of control or or doing dumb dumb things on the ice. And that's really what contributed to them coming back uh two goals down, which really isn't a big deficit to overcome, especially for a team like this when for the most part, for you know, you're really only missing out on Zach Bogosian. They had a rel- they had a pretty much a hundred percent uh cast of players out there on the ice. And and I have to say, um it, any on any night in which you have Kucherov and Stamko score, as well as a slew of your other guys. I, I I think you're gonna. I don't I don't know how you can make the case for the Lightning losing that game, because whenever two of the one of those guys gets on the scoring sheet, I, I think it really puts a big jolt into this team. Um, we saw it when Stamko scored in the second period. Uh, really, I think that was the turning point of the game. I think that especially when you have your captain who by the way can we just take a moment to acknowledge just the monster season that Stamkos is continuing to have. Uh, Stammer is at 23 goals on the season and this is what I've been talking about for the last couple of seasons is that if this guy could stay healthy this team is always in it regardless whether they're down big in a game or or maybe they're not playing that well as a whole throughout the season, you could never count out this Lightning team when Steven Stamkos is 100% healthy going out there and playing to the best of his ability. And he's right now, he's leading the team with 55 points. Uh, and, and really, there's there's not much you could say and, and really take away from his game where you can't say, oh, he's not doing that or he's he hasn't been doing enough of this. Um, and even having Kucherov, on the ice at the same time. It's really one of the most lethal uh, combos in the NHL. And there was a couple of sequences, a couple of uh, shifts throughout this game, especially in that second period and even early on in the third where you could see that Cooper was really sending out his best guys consistently out there. And what I mean by that is that it's John Cooper, we all know by now, likes to spread his team out. He doesn't want to have that that kind of consistency out there where you just have your top line guys one and two sometimes he'll mix it up you'll have his first line forwards along with his third line defensive pairing or vice versa and just mix it around there was a couple of sequences out there um, and maybe this just had to attribute to the flow of the game and he was just giving guy more minutes for the sake of the way the team was trending in terms of how they were approaching situations. Um, there was a couple of times where we saw Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point out there with each other, along with Hedman and and McDonough, and that's what really I think was the turning point in this game, uh, as well as obviously, like I just previously said, uh, having that cast the guys out there on the ice consistently against a lower tier team. It wasn't so much, even if it didn't result in consistent chances. I still thought that having that ca- high caliber of lines out there on the ice for as long as they were against a team like this, I think it really ultimately wore down the devils. If fu- you could see just them get frustrated, uh, relatively quickly, even early on in the third period, once they really started to realize that the the lead and the game itself was just sliding away from them and, and really getting away from them. And so I, I think a lot of it also has to do with not only this team playing well uh, the other night, obviously, but just John Cooper being able to be the tactician that he is and go out there and put guys out in certain situations and, and be able to, to switch around his lines when need be. Uh, we saw him switch out his lines a couple of times when the devils were called for icing, uh, put out the fresher line right away, not, not let that line maybe play a couple of seconds or minute, a minute, um, a minute more, and that's that's really what it led to. Is that really, you saw once that the Devils weren't able to skate with the with the Lightning anymore. Um, the game was pretty much all but over. I think really, um, once once we saw the Headman goal early on, uh, actually midway, almost midway through the third, I I think the game was over. Even though the Lightning were only up by one goal, uh, I think I think you could just see the just the morale of new jersey as a whole just completely take a dip and and then the kucherov breakaway which he had a couple of chances early on in the game which uh it was pretty cool to see his 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 thought process in that it, and, and just like his body language it he scored that goal in my end so i got to see just pretty much the whole goal from a great angle and i mean that when you see a guy like that of that caliber just be almost i i wouldn't really call it nonchalant but just the body language and just the smoothness, um, that he was able to, to score that goal with, uh, that was just, I think the balloon popped in the arena at that point. And you could just hear it from the fans. You could see it from the players on the devils that the game was pretty much all but over. And then, and then Belmar's goal obviously was, I, I wouldn't really call it the nail in the coffin because I, I, like I said, I think the game was pretty much over as, uh, once Kucherov scored, uh, just, you know, really a deficit where a team like the Devils just really can't come from, uh, come back from. And, and just in the fashion that it happened, uh, I, I thought that um, just a great game all around. And then you could just see that uh, Vasilevsky just shutting the door at that point, made a couple of very good saves. Uh, the one thing that was very disappointing to me, uh, and I'm going to keep harping on this until he actually does score. And I really thought he had a couple of good chances, but Corey Perry just inches away inches away from career goal 400 uh and it happened on my end too so it was just one of those things where i really thought i was going to be able to see some hockey history at that point but uh overall a great game and plus i i I, the one thing i saw and and you can never fault him for this and this is probably my last uh observation from the game is before we we start to kind of talk about the upcoming game next week against the the edmonton oilers is that ross colton uh, first time playing in Jersey, the Jersey native. Uh, you could just saw him. You just saw him go out there and play with a lot of, lot of energy, a lot of aggressiveness, which you love to see from a guy like that. Who, I think, as he continues to develop over his career, I think we're really going to see him develop into a 25-30 thirty-goal scorer. Um, who knows? Maybe he's got a little bit extra in the bag, and we could even see him bump that number up to thirty-five. Um, but yeah, great to see him. I would have loved to have seen him score a goal in front of uh, i I'm from you could just hear in the crowd. I think he had some family and friends in attendance there. So uh, great win up in Jersey. Um, Unfortunately, the Lightning are going to have to wait uh, over a week now to, to play the Edmonton Oilers at home. And then they got their stadium series game next Saturday, uh, which we'll be talking about all of that uh, as we get closer. So first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of the game, uh, last sponsor of the pod, excuse me. And then we'll be talking about the Edmonton series, uh, Edmonton game, uh, just a little bit and what the Lightning could do to stay fresh for that game. But first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is bet on online now football might be over unfortunately the tampa bay buccaneers were unable to repeat as champs but the lightning there's still hope for Tampa bay to continue uh but basketball is in full full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs betonline remains the best Spot for all your sports scores, podcast and news this off season. And it's not just basketball. betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And time to wrap things up here. Last segment of the day, kind of a short segment. Uh, once again, I just want to remind all of you to please go ahead, like and subscribe to the podcast. We are 100% free. We are everywhere. So whether you prefer to listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever they are distributing podcast, we are there. And we're going to put out some YouTube videos this weekend. I know it's been a, it's been a hot minute, but we will be back on there. I'm going to be putting out some episodes, so keep an eye out for that and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on youtube and give us that five star rating on spotify and itunes and a thumbs up on youtube so go ahead and do that so looking ahead to the edmonton game now i'm not overly worried or really to be honest pumped up about this game i'm looking at this as just another game uh now we all know what Edmonton has the haul, has the offer, and but we also know they have not been playing well. They're really, to put it simple, I mean, they've been playing decent the, the last couple of weeks and, and kind of made up some ground in the Pacific Division, but when it comes down to it is that this team is still not good, but they're not a good team. Outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl, who do you really have on this team that is really going to be a threat? on any given night uh i their goaltending situation is relatively weak i, I kind of like to compare them to what boston has Um uh, and, and Boston's the same way if you look at them uh when they lost Bergeron to the concussion and, and then Marshon to the six game suspension they weren't really playing that well uh I, i've kind of been bashing them all season I, I don't think that they're that good of a team, but going back to Edmonton, um, yeah, I, I don't see this game. I just see this as another game. Now, having said that, I am a little worried about just how this lightning team has played when they have had extended rest. Uh, they're, they're pretty much a Jekyll and Hyde team, and for the most part, they have been Jekyll. I actually, excuse me, Hyde. I'm using the wrong example here, but so so really what this team and and, uh, this is why and and i kind of spoke about it early in the show Is that preferably? I would have liked to have seen them play Edmonton a day, uh, a couple of days after the Jersey win, for obvious reasons. You get you're getting things rolling. You keep the momentum going. Uh, Having a week off, I could see the potential in this game as we get go as we get closer. I'll talk more about it, but I could see them going out and just laying an egg relatively early in this game. Uh, I I could see them getting. Now we're gonna have Bazilevsky in that, of course. So not worried about the goaltending situation or the whoever's in net getting overwhelmed. Now, if we're talking about Elliot, maybe there's a possibility that we could see him get run uh, out of this game relatively early and then have to see Vasilevsky anyway. But I think Cooper is just going to try and play Vasilevsky as much as possible down the stretch. Um, Especially with how Elliot has, how much we've seen him struggle throughout this season. I think, you know, now is not a time to to really kind of play around and, and give any rest to Vasilevsky, unless it's re- it's unless it's really necessary. But in this game, I think what the Lightning need to do is they need to start fresh, they need to start early, uh, they need to get things going, dictate the game. I think at the same time, as dangerous as it is, you kind of have to dare Edmonton to beat you with McDavid and Dry Seidel. I I think at the same time. You know, having those, you know, it's a double-edged sword where you want really to shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, but at the end of the day ask yourselves, who else do they got? And the answer is not not really anybody else to help this team. I mean, you got Evander Kane, who they acquired a couple of weeks ago. And, and, you know, regardless of how you feel about Evander Kane and the situation that is surrounding him and the controversy that we have heard about over the past, maybe, I guess, six months, really what it comes down to is Evander Kane's not a make-or-break player. He's going to score. He has that 30-goal potential, but up until... Uh, playing again with Edmonton. He hasn't played at all this season, and, and I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about him running players on our on, on the Lightning. I could see him getting a little too physical with a guy like Point, a guy like Palat. Now, if you lose a guy like that now for an extended period of time, that could be problematic. But I, I, I just think that really... <laughs> it sounds a little crazy, and I want to hear what you guys think uh, maybe might be the keys to this game. But I think the keys to the game is dare tend intend to beat you at, with mcdavid and dry saddle oh, come on what, what else do you got you know if those two guys each score a goal that's only two goals right there and then what else do you got you know you have a lightning team that is one of one of the highest uh point scorers in the league so really what else do you got and you have a great goal thing situation so there might even be a chance that they might even hit the two goal mark i think really what it comes down to is limit mcdavid down the middle his, his scoring chances down the middle uh, he, you can't let the defenseman get by him and and even then uh, have Hedman out there on the ice when McDavid's on the ice because Hedman's one of the fastest defensemen in the league behind, I think, Kyle McCarr. And even if you don't think he's a fast skater, he's still a very good technically sound skater. And that's really what one of his strengths is and is the reason why when he's chasing after these forwards, a guy like Connor McDavid and other other players on in the NHL who are just as fast. His ability and his, his 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 proudness in terms of where he needs to be on the ice uh, makes him one of the best offensive defensemen in the league. And, and I don't have a problem with this game in terms of, you know, do the Lightning have a chance to completely F this up? Yeah, because they will be pretty much having a bunch of games, a, a bunch of days off. And I mean, they'll still be practicing, but you could only simulate game speed as much as possible uh, in practice without wearing your guys out. So, uh, it will be interesting to see how the lightning, um, how they come out of the gates the first five minutes is, I think it's going to be really telling. I'm not going to look for them to score a goal early on. Uh, I'm, I still am going to be very interested to see, uh, how they're able to settle into this game early on, especially against a team like Edmonton, who I won't be surprised if they're going to try and go out there and punch the lightning in the mouth relatively early on. So we'll be discussing more of that. We'll be discussing some of the the players on this team going forward, who have really been having very good seasons. Uh, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, who has been, extendedly injured or or you know out of off the ice for a number of times this season we'll be talking about how he's really just been having a fantastic season Steven Stamkos we'll be talking about him going forward as well uh, on the following episodes uh, we'll be we'll be dropping a YouTube episode tomorrow as well as you know hopefully I I think going down uh, the line I really want to drop multiple episodes a day um, so keep an eye out for that so in the meantime that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning part of the Lockdown Podcast. Cash network. I'm your host Adam Zagger. I'll talk to you in the next one